What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new and final edition of Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as, um, through all of it, uh, little brother Nico. That's me. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm, I'm doing as well as I can. <laughs> all right. I mean, I, judges, judges rule yes. We'll accept that. All right. All right. We'll accept that answer. Um... Let's go, man. Do you been up to anything fun this week so far? Uh, I went to a tournament where I got my teeth kicked in, but other than that, no. Okay, all right. Um, the other day, some UFC. Uh, it's probably a month or two ago now. One of the fighters, he did in fact get his teeth on his lower jaw kicked inwards. Ooh. Um, going into the third round, he was asking this corner, he's like, what do we do? Can I fight like this? Or do we need to throw in the towel? And they're like, hey, whatever you want to do, man. And so when the ring when the ring doctor came to check on him, the ring doctor's like, what do you want to do? And he was like, I want to have to get surgery anyway. I may as well finish the round. Let's just do it. I mean, like, I guess. <laughs> That's some dedication. Yeah, it's not like your jaw's going to be any less broken. <laughs> I, you know, like... At first, I was going to say no, like, right? Like, no, I'm not going back in there. But, like, you're already messed up. So, just go ahead. Yeah, like, yeah. Just go ahead and go in there, I guess. Yeah, unless it's like, no, this will get, like, exponentially worse. Like, if it's like, no, this is about as worse as it will get. It's like, okay, yeah. Let me, yeah. Let me, let me get it. Yeah, just do it, then. No problem. <laughs> Uh, I've always said if, if if a job became, you know, getting punched in the face was like part of a job, I don't want it. I don't want it at all. I don't know, man. Some people like it. Getting punched in the face? Maybe not like it, but like like fighting, which That's does fair. involve that. Yeah. it's um, You're going to get one of those every once in a while. Yeah. Going to get a punch in the face every once in a while. Even if you don't want to, that's a good rule. Um, so there's a lot going on in pop culture, but obviously today is a unique day for you and I. It is the 400th episode of Nerd Thug Radio. We finally made it, boys. The big four zero, and it is it is the end of specifically Nerd Thug Radio. The Three times a week show in condo. Yep. Um, now, for those who are saying, oh, what does that mean? We, well, we do another show called Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. That show uh, is going to continue and continue expanding. It's actually going to debut in Houston in a couple weeks. Um, tentatively, I think we've got the 10th circled there. October 10th at 6 p.m. is what it looks like is going to happen. Um and we're, we're still going to be right here in Houston, and that station that we're going to be on actually broadcasts all the way up to the Woodlands area, so most people are still going to be able to hear us just fine. Um, so we're not going away. We're just moving down the block. We're still going to be Jenny from the block, okay? I don't care about the rocks that we got. Yeah. Um, but it was time to make a change. There's just a lot going on behind the scenes. We're working on a lot more new stuff. Nico's been working on a little bit of a project he wants to get rolling on. Um, I've gotten more into the publishing side of things. There's just a lot of other places that are requiring elements of our time and attention, and we can't be in 40 places at once. Uh, we've got some projects behind the scenes we're working on too that 
just take up a little bit of time. And so growing all of these shows and staying in all of these different places, something was going to have to give or we were going to start sucking at everything. Mm-hmm. And um, contrary to Nico's mantra, I don't want to suck at everything. Uh, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> well, I thought that was, I thought, I thought you had a shirt that said you suck at everything. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm only marginally bad at most things. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. Marginally only. No, those are all good words. I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, so we just needed to kind of, the pressure has to come off of somewhere. And so this is what, this is what goes. Um, we're going to miss the, our long, great relationship here with, uh, with Lone Star Community Radio, and in particular, we're going to miss uh, Dickie Schisler, um, the fourth, who's just been a great guy to us and just been awesome and has really helped the show along over time and, you know, has been flexible and as we've done different things. Originally, this show started as a two-hour show, and then one day it was just randomly uh, two one-hour shows, and then another, then, then it was three. And then it was three one-hour shows. Um, well, technically and two, and then it was a sports show. Well, well, first it was a sports show, and then it was a wrestling show, and then it went back to a sports show. Um, and then it be then it went it just kind of transitioned into more nerd thug radio. Um, it's just been um, we've gone through a lot of growth and a lot of changes over the years and over time, and yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. This has been. When we started this, I don't think there was any way anybody knew where we were going with this. Um, when we started, it started out, um, honestly, as a, well, as most things I do, it started out as a little bit of a joke. Um, a friend of a friend, the was their baby daddy was buying an internet radio station, and I didn't even know that those things existed. And I said, what? Well, obviously, I need a show on that. And he said, okay, I'll sell you the airtime. And from that, Nerd Thug Radio was born. Um, it, it, it has been a long, incredible journey, but it's been something uh, that's been fun and worthwhile and just something that we enjoy tremendously. Um, Nico, what do, what do you want to say about Nerd Thug Radio before we kind of get into anything else? I mean, it's just been such an amazing experience. It's honestly one of the things where it's like, like, this is the most time I've put into anything like ever besides like graduating high school. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. It's it's pretty insane. I've actually been doing it longer than I've been in, that I was in high school for. And I started the show when I was in high school. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And let that sink in. (laughs) Wow. That is odd. Uh, cause it's it's five years, right? Yeah, twenty sixteen. Here yep, we are, twenty sixteen. Yeah, here we are, five years later, four hundred episodes. Five years later, four hundred episodes. Pretty good time. Pretty good time. Um, it's definitely been a you know fun and unique situation. We've gone through a lot of iterations and changes. Uh, originally this was a trio with the captain Joey Savage. Um, eventually, uh, he got, he got so wrapped up doing, uh, the stuff with his kiddos. He's been doing the baseball now for two full years, a little bit over that, that he no longer, you know, he just didn't have time for this anymore. And so he had to step away. 
Um, and there's always love for him. We've, we've, I think he's been on since then, at least once. At least once. I think we had him on for one of the, I think, 300. We had him back on. And we like... talked about trying to get him back on for this 400, but it's all just been, again, we were, we're in so many places at once that it's just been yeah. a this, monster this, to get things scheduled. Creeped up on us way too fast. <laughs> Which is exactly what I told you would happen. When we were scheduling everything, a month out, I said, this is going to sneak up on you. You're going to look up, and we're going to be doing episode 400. And you were like, no way. Here we are. This is exactly what happens. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the nature of all of it. Well, like it, it's something that like you do something for so long, you don't realize how far you've gotten, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Journey, journey a step at a time, and then you turn around, and you're like, oh, man, I'm real far from where I began. I took a lot of steps. Um, yeah, 100%. And that's definitely part of what you think about when you look at all this is, is I don't think any of us ever expected to be here. Uh, as we made the transition from internet radio with Money Green Music, and then we stepped over here to Lone Star Community Radio, that was a big surprise. And then Lone Star Radio at first was still just an internet radio station, but they were talking about, we're going to be coming on to the FM dial really soon. And I think it was maybe four or five months into our relationship with them when they were like, hey, we're on the FM dial now. And that was a big change. And it's kind of just been big moment after big moment after big moment. And it just kind of kept happening. Um, you know, doing this led to uh, our great relationship with The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it led to my freelance writing with Sports Map. Uh, it led to making comic books. Um, I mean, it's just everything. It's led to. We haven't had to buy a ticket for a convention in, in about four years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much excluding this last comic palooza was. Oh yeah, that was a train wreck though. Those guys, I swear, they're a mess. Now the city of Houston is in charge of that. I don't know how much longer that thing's gonna carry the goodwill that it's had. Yeah, it's surprisingly small for such a big convention, right? Well, just the way just the way it wound up getting rain, like just even giving us the hard time that they gave us about just getting. Really, all you gotta do is put our name on a list. Like, why are you fighting us on it? Like, because I already had tickets set up for me, but we didn't have any set up for you because of the scheduling and all that. And then when I was like, okay, I just need to add one more name, they were they made it such a just obscene deal. It was just such 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 a pain in the butt for something that really shouldn't have mattered at all. I mean, there's two hundred, there's two thousand people there. What does one more person change anything at all? Changes everything, Corey. Changes the whole dynamic. Changes everything, and they gave us three dollars off, and then hit us with eight dollars in fees for I, I two thousand two thousand and one. That's a space odyssey. That's a big deal. I was so annoyed with it. Like, what are they? <laughs> Ugh, it was just stupid. Um, but yeah, so we've been we've just been doing so much other stuff that something kind of had to had to go, and it was going to be this out of everything. Um, we love it. We love Conroe. We love the relationships we've built here. We love the time that we've spent here. We're not going anywhere. Um, I got my Dungeons yeah. and Dragons groups at Adventure Begins. We're still there. We're still the we're still in town. It's not like we're leaving very far. It's like yeah, my like comics are still on the shelf. It's time to move on. This is like the move from when you when you go from middle school to high school, and you still like live in the same area, and you're going to a school down the street. I'll tell you who did that worst, and it's probably more like that. Um, the school district. In the neighborhood you lived in, not that you went to, but that you lived in, Sci Fair. Yeah. So, this is, I know, okay, so uh, personal history and all that. 
uh, my parents are divorced and my dad is Nico's dad. Uh, so I lived with them for a year during all of the growing up and all that. So I went to Truett Middle School in Sci Fair School District. So I'm spending this year at Truett Middle School and it's the eighth grade year. And then people are going into high school. Well, for whatever reason, the way they've drawn the boundaries for the schools, half of Truett Middle School feeds into one high school and the other half into another. So it literally was splitting up like friends and things of that nature. There was a, I distinctly remember being friends with this group of people. There's like four or five of them in the group. And these two girls were like best friends. And they've gone to school together for the last three years. And they are like, like sidekicks. And they're going to separate high schools now. And it's like, why, why is it like, why is it drawn this way? Like, why did we do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, That's kind of more what this is. We're going, we're just going a little bit down the road. We're going to Houston. We'll still be here, but we'll be in Houston. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Just a little up the road. You'll get there. You'll find it. You'll find us. You'll find us. We'll be on the dial just a little bit further south. Um, I'm excited. It it means a lot of big things for us. It means a lot more opportunities. It means a lot more um, just room for growth and things of that nature. Um, You'll start to kind of pick up on it as we go because there's just, You'll see what's going on when we get over there. There's just a lot more stuff happening with us. Um, I do want to take this moment again to mention our thoughts and respect to the Baldridge family. Um, during a moment in Nerd Thug's past, Nico had to step away from producing for about four or five months. Yeah, um, it's a pretty significant amount of time. And the gentleman that we had step in was a great kid named Colt Baldridge. Uh, we played hero clicks with him. Uh, he was wonderful. He was very smart. Um, yeah, a little hard headed. He had his own ideas about some stuff, but that's, I mean, that's what you want out of another creative person. When you're adding them into the mix, you want somebody who's got ideas and, and, and wants opportunities to shine, which was exactly what he was looking for. And I was happy that we got to work with him. Uh, and then when Nico was ready to come back, it kind of timed out perfectly. I think, Colt was starting back to college and it was like his senior year and he needed to kind of, he wanted to kind of focus in a little bit more anyway. And so the transition was almost perfect where it was like, okay, he's stepping back out, Nico stepping back in. Um, And just last month, we kind of all found out that uh, Colt uh, had passed away. And so we want to pay our respects to that and just make sure we mention and, and, and send love and regards to the family and everything they're going through. Uh, it was sudden and it was unfortunate, and so we just want to make sure that we mention that before we completely move on from the nostalgia trip and and, and just say that, you know, uh, it was good to work with him. I was happy to work with him. I was happy to consider him a friend or uh, a mentee, if that's what it was. You know, I was happy to give him advice and talk to him about the industry that we're in and freelance work and things of that nature, and uh, I was definitely saddened and disappointed to hear the news of his passing. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, so there's still there's still a big world out there. Um, there's still a lot going on. I myself have had a, a yesterday was a pretty good, pretty weird, unique day for me. Came into the day on a bit of a down note. I was I wasn't thrilled about waking up <laughs> yesterday. I was like, oh man, like got to get into it, man. Um, 
But I had a lot of uh, good, positive things happen. Some of them behind the scenes we won't talk about. Just, just it, it's funny how life will kind of give you a like a extra extra star or an extra life or something right when you think you're like, man, like what are we doing? What are we working on? Like what's going on? Yeah. Then, then someone like they just show up and like, oh, you guys do this right, and you're like, oh, we, yeah, we do. That's why we do it. That's what's going on. <laughs> um so that's behind the scenes we won't get into any of that yet but on the other side of it um one of our sponsors for the other show is this great guy gsk retro gaming um they send out they have this little device that they sell at conventions um i'm not going to use the word emulator because that would be uh perhaps accurate but inappropriate uh it's a retro gaming device and on this retro gaming device are over 7,000 games on various consoles in the history of video games. From Nintendo 64 on down, uh, over 7,000 games total on the device. Even weird stuff like the TurboGrafx-16, which a total of like nine people know about, including yeah, myself. I definitely was going through the list and I was like, I don't, some of these I don't, I've never heard of. But it was very cool. Anyway, one of the things, one of the part of our sponsorship agreement with him was that he's been saying that he was going to send us one so that we could do some videos and just kind of show people what it's about. It's it's one of those visual, it's a little bit better to demonstrate than it is to just straight up tell people about. So anyway, finally, finally, I got it in the mail. Um, we finally got our I's and T's dotted and crossed. I got that in the mail yesterday. I sat down with it, uh, plugged it in. I immediately started doing just different little, just trying different stuff out played captain america the avengers on the game gear i played uh maximum carnage on the sega genesis um i played x-men on the sega genesis i just wanted to jump around and just look at some different things on there they're definitely i'm pretty sure the entire library of it seems like for sure the sega genesis is on this retro gaming device it's just your whole childhood in one little package uh, it's $299 for the deluxe version, which comes with uh, three controllers and the uh, retro gaming machine itself, which has over 7,000 games in it. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, SKG Retro Gaming. Make sure to check that out. We always try and mention them and all that and the other show and in our ads. Um, also, I was meeting my parents for dinner. And as I went to leave the house, I noticed a box sitting by the side of the house where sometimes the, if it's a package, it's where the Amazon guys will leave it kind of basically. Yeah, so it's not like in direct view or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. And I got out and took a look and my name's on it. I was like, oh. And then I got excited because I realized what this was. I got my Simon X-Men United basic game. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited about this. So I had never kickstarted a large game before. Uh, and so I was a little bit nervous because I, I think I wound up paying 250 bucks plus like 30 and 40 in shipping or something like that. Um, because I chose the split option. This game kept the stretch goals kept growing and they kept adding other stuff. And finally they unveiled a package where it was like for 250, it was everything, everything, everything basically. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll do that one. That just kind of felt like it made the most sense. Right. Um, but all these other things aren't going to release until roughly February of next year. 
So at first, my two options were I could do the basic shipping, which was like 10 or 12, and just get everything at once in February. But I was like, man, it's a lot of money to just give to somebody and then just not get it for eight months. Yeah, like by the time it showed up, would I even remember what board games are? You know, I'm like, it's it's a it's a gift from past you. Yeah, it's just too far gone. I was like, I can't, I gotta, I can't do that. And so, I opted for the double shipping, where they the basic game, which was basically already done. They were just waiting on the money to fund production, but everything's already made for that. They're like, okay, produce that, build it out, ship those, and then everything else still has to be modeled and whatever 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 and then shipped um so but it was exciting at least to get uh the basic game in now i'm gonna learn how to play that way i'll be ready yeah and you can combine it with my avengers one which i got at the local walmart that's right i forgot about that then once i learn how to play then i can turn around and uh whip you with your game then add in all my extra characters. Your nine million extra pieces. <laughs> they really are a ton. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about that because there are a million of them. Like and it's 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 funny because like it's like all right yeah basic action it's like wow yeah Wolverine Colossus yeah it's like yeah we got those and then it starts getting like really weird like Mojo and <laughs> yeah cloak and dagger like there's some weird ones. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about it a lot. It's going to be fun. You're going to, you're going to play board games with now. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not really a board game, board game guys. This will be neat. Your one board game, your singular board game. (laughs) This is the only one I even own now. Yeah. I mean, this is number like four for me and the other ones kind of don't count because they're like family ones like Clue and Risk. I don't like, even own those. Now, my sister, she found at one point somebody was making these really cool versions of those games that looked like books. That's kind of neat. Yeah. And so she had like six or seven games from that print genre set where it looked, they all look like books, but they're the different games. Uh, I did find your old childhood games. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, like the X-Men like Danger Room stuff oh yeah and like there's like a Star Wars board game so we have those somewhere that I have to dig out I think I've played those all of maybe like three times yeah and probably like not for the past 25 years yeah I I don't even remember the rules yeah I wouldn't even we'd have to yeah I'm sure we'd have to look them up Maybe we should we can we can play them and live stream them on uh our gaming day. That's what we'll have to do. We are gonna start having like a gaming day. Uh, we're gonna add a TikTok to the repertoire. We're gonna do some different stuff here. Just... I mean, we we also got a uh, extra life in a couple months too. That's gonna be November fourth. I've got my little calendar next to me as we're doing this, just because I've got I've been working on some stuff. Um, November fourth is extra life. Oh, that's that's interesting. The anniversary of our father's oh, passing, November sixth. So oh, never mind. Not the fourth. By two days. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I was November like, man, I'm gonna be really sad that day. <laughs> yeah. No, we can just be real sad before it. Mm, perfect. Um, I get yeah, my tears gonna... out then. 
to get all that organized around that. That's gonna be a pain in the butt. All right. I mean, it'll be it'll be after. We'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll be drunk. (laughs) No one said you can't game while inebriated. That's true. I um, I've never heard anyone say that, but I don't listen to people. Usually, when anyone else talks, I hear the Charlie Brown music. Music or like the teachers, the womp, 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 womp. that's what I meant. I, yeah. I, it's an instrument. You I know, guess. actually, I did a really good bit one time, a long time ago. I was at, uh, this is all too much to explain. Anyway, it was basically like a talent show type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and one of my buddies was like the host of it for the event. And so they were having him like come up with bits in case they had to stall time and all that because there's like changing stuff and pianos on stage and off stage and a band and like there was a lot going on yeah um and so we did a whole bit about uh about just remember to say no to drugs but then one of the people in one of the bands was a trombone player and so we got him to do that mm-hmm. and so it was a whole bit about it it was pretty good and remember say no to drugs right <laughs> like he goes to do a whole speech and the whole time he's doing it, it's doing the wah, 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 And he keeps like, I don't, can you guys hear me? And then everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, wah, 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 And he's like, so in closing, like, it was just, it was pretty good. It was good. Nice of you to explain that joke to me. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, so we've been, we've been doing this for a while. Nah, we'll give it away. Um, was it the fact that this is episode 400? I know, right? We've been doing this weird thing here lately. Uh, well, no, actually, I don't even want to get into that. No, we're gonna do this instead. Shift so, gears, we are. We're gonna shift gears. I just saw this headline and it made me think about this. Um, so they're gonna do the multiverse version of the Masters of Evil. Okay, what for, for what? I need context, I don't know what's happening in. Uh, in honor, so Avengers number 50 is also going to be renumbered and counted as Avengers number 750. Okay. Strange, but sure. Um, and so they're going to debut the most dangerous Masters of Evil team ever, and it's basically a series of villains from across the multiverse. Alright, I'm in. It does seem a little interesting. What's your What's your lineup, dog? Um, yeah, I'm not totally thrilled about Baron that. Zemo, 12 times. That'd be, I mean... It will be dangerous. Have a humor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just off of the cover, it's got a Doctor Doom, a Kid Thanos. <laughs> Starting off very strong. Whoa. Right. Kid Thanos, an extra beastly incarnation of Wolverine. Is it like the weird nose one? Like uh, no, it's, this one, one has like, like animantium kind of like squeezing out of them. Ooh. Also, this Doctor Doom has the Mandarin's rings on, it looks like. Oh, man. That's a a strong Doctor Doom. Uh, Some kind of a version of a Celestial of some kind, it looks like. I'm not sure what's going on there. What the heck? This team is stacked. And then uh, there's a a version of Madame Mask and a version of Ghost Rider that's a bad guy. And some kind of Venom situation. Dang, this team's pretty brutal. Well, it's supposed to be, right? Like, it's, like, the most dangerous version of this team ever, blah, 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 right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, 
I guess the Master of Evil kind of are pretty dangerous, but not that bad. I don't know. A lot of times they've kind of been like downplayed or um their, their teams are kind of very underwhelming, like Yeah, a lot of times it's either the numbers thing that really is like, oh man, there's there's like thirty of them. <laughs> oh man, is it the Masters of Evil? It's like I I don't know, dude, there's like forty five of them, maybe. <laughs> or they and there was like show sub teams. Up... There's like sub teams too, because like all of the wreckers were a part of the Yeah, each of them was doing their own thing while also still like they were under yeah, two just... subsets because like they were the wreckers like collectively and also they were part of the masses of evil. <laughs> yeah, okay, so the celestial is like a celestial it looks like he's got like an Iron Man thing going on. I don't know what's going on with this Madam Mask situation. Um it looks like this Wolverine is like collared and controlled, very feral looking. And then the Ghost Rider is on like a green goblin glider. He's got a pumpkin bomb. Oh man. Yeah. This and then a green this... goblin ghost rider. And then this uh Venom looks like a almost like a Spider-Man 2099 kind of costume variant. It might be Venom Carnage combo. I'm not sure. Yeah. We don't got the details. That's, I mean, either way, this team seems pretty stacked. So spiraling out of this, there's going to be a, a book called. I think I said that. I think I saw that they were calling it Avengers Forever or something along these lines. And abyss, basically, the strongest Avengers ever. It's gonna be in a. It's gonna be like Avengers from across the multiverse. Not necessarily the strongest ever, but just remember how there was that title Exiles, where like these like X-Men type characters from different dimensions were all working together to like right wrongs across dimensions. Yeah. I think that's sort of the premise of this Avengers book, sort of. It feels like. Okay, that makes sense. And the premise, they're starting off with their very own version of a character, which I think is kind of cool. It's um, it's a Tony Stark who, instead of being Iron Man, he is... Uh, He's Ant-Man, and he's basically an archaeologist, Indiana Jones, party boy type. Ooh, that's kind of fun. So he's got, like, a an armory kind of look to Ant-Man, but he's also got, like, guns and stuff on it. Like, he's a, he's a different cat. Like, it's a different version completely. That's fun. I like that. I think, I think that's going to be a good hit. But it makes me think about, like, man, like, if you, you know, you could do any kind of version of an Avengers team. What would yeah. an Avengers team look like? Like, because you can really kind of do anything, right? So especially they're gonna do, like, especially with like the stuff and things like that. Yeah, especially with like the power sets that are involved. Yeah, especially if you start like mishmashing and crossing over and all that. Like, um, like I've got an idea for one. I'll 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 say it on the air. I'm comfortable with that because I don't think. I, listen, I may be making comic books, but I think my days of writing for Marvel are unlikely. Um, you don't know that, Corey. You never know, but um. So I've always had this idea for the from the Wrecking Crew, Thunderball. I love Thunderball for some so, reason, like deep well, in my heart. All, he's a he's a scientist also, and there's an element. There's been a couple storylines where he's sort of not wanted to be a criminal necessarily because he's one of the smarter villains in the Wrecking Crew. Like the rest of them are idiots. Like this is what they do. They just smash stuff. And there's been times they call themselves the Wrecking Crew, <laughs> right? There's been times where he's elevated for more or wanted more and then just kind of failed at it. Um, 
So I have this idea for like at some point during one of the Ragnarok storylines, everyone with an element to Asgard would have been called back to help defend Asgard. And that would have included somebody like Thunderball. So if at the end of it, when it's all said and done, he like proved himself worthy of this whole situation uh, and proved himself a hero in the eyes of, of Thor, who's going to be the new Odin and things of that nature. He could like, they would dub him the new guardian of earth. Um, and so Sorry. Thunderball would come back to earth as like this as guardian champion. And so there'd be like a lightning element to his Thunderball situation, but also just more importantly, he'd be, you know, trying to be a hero, but like all the bad guys know him. They'd be like, Todd, what are you doing? And he's like, no, seriously, everybody stop. Like Thunderball says so. <laughs> yeah. It cuts to the wrecking crew, like robbing a bank or something. And they're like, he's like, oh, hey, you made it, buddy. We're wondering where you were. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ah, guys, I got bad news. He's like, oh, sick lightning, bro. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging this. Look, man. He's like, seriously, guys, we got to talk. <laughs> Very Thory. Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, I'm the new Thor for Earth, and you guys have to stop. He's like, I mean, do, do you want do you want more? Like, we can give you, like, we can increase your cut, dog. It's fine. Like, we, we were going to drive around anyway. Like, he's kind of an idiot. What? <laughs> I don't even say, like, I won't even bring this up later. He won't remember. <laughs> like, don't even mention it. We'll just put your stack bigger. Don't worry about it. And he's like, no, nah, guys, no. Lightning comes down. <laughs> yeah. When he, when the ball hits, like, just lightning explodes out of it kind of a deal. Yeah. You call it the thunderbolt. Boom. So, no, you call it the thunderball. Well, he's like he, the Thunderball causing Thunderbolt. Like, yeah, it's an attack name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that would be a fun story you could do with that. There's a lot of you, there's a lot of places you can go with that guy. What does he do to make the world a better place? What does he do differently than what a Thor would do? Yeah, because he knows these people. Maybe he's like, you know, this is just a ploy, or we can go attack their secret base, or. But also, just as much like. Someone's not going to stop being a villain if, if you haven't gotten to the root of what, like, if they still need the money tomorrow when they wake up, this is still what they're going to, like, you got to give these people other other yeah. chances. You know, like, what are they going to do if not this? Right. So you got to, you know, what can he do for these people? Like, stops, I, I, he stops the bank robbery and he's like, all right, we save the day. He starts picking up the money and putting it in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in one of the Thunderbolts issues very early on. So, like, the end of the first issue of the very first Thunderbolts was uh, the big reveal that they're the bad guys. Yeah. And then, like, in the third issue, uh, Mach 1 turns in this, this like, cat burglar mm -hmm. and drops him off. And he's like, and he had $10,000 in cash with him. The guy was like, there was 30 in the safe, man. And uh, <laughs> Mach 1, when he lands back at the Thunderbolt base, he's got the other money on him. <laughs> and, uh... uh Citizen V is actually Baron Zemo, and he's like, "What are you doing? Are you really blowing up our whole spot for twenty grand, you moron? Like, they're gonna hand us the keys to the city in an hour, and you're sitting here stealing twenty grand from a cat burglar? Like, get your mind right." Also, you're buying lunch. <laughs> yeah. Also, dinner's on you. <laughs> 
but I did dig that. I was like, man, that's, I mean, that's really great. It's great that like, he's so just fundamentally flawed that he's like, well, obviously we're going to take this money. Right. Like, it's just, it's just out of here. Yeah. Like, like I turned in some of it, like a yeah. whole third of it, $10,000, big deal. I stopped the robbery and then I kept some of the money, some of the money. It was probably insured anyways. No one, no harm, no foul. Yeah. For reals. But yeah, I just think that there's like uh, a lot of places you could go and do a lot of fun stories with, with a with like a make a version of an Avengers kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, here's gonna be like, where's where's our Hulk variant? Right. And so like, there's some She Hulks and stuff on there. I'm just, I, I think there's a real opportunity. And then you can even flip it. Remember, there was that comic book Bullet Points. Oh no, you have to remind me. All right, so here's what we'll do. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll start off with this comic book bullet points, and then we'll we'll go from there. This is Corey DLG. This is Nerd Thug Radio, and we will be right back. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Performing their 400th episode on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IronLoneStar.com. Um... Before we jumped out to the break, I mentioned we were going to come back and talk about a comic book called Bullet Points, talking about alternate realities and different opportunities. Um, this series was uh, came out in 2007. It was a miniseries written by J. Michael Straczynski and drawn by Tommy Lee Edwards, and it's boss. And the whole premise is one bullet can change everything, all right? Uh, so instead of the Marvel Universe we all know, where Dr. Erskine injects Steve Rogers with the super soldier serum and then gets shot and killed by a German spy. And this one, um, he's with MP Benjamin Parker. And that's when the assassination occurs. So mm-hmm. Benjamin Parker is murdered before he ever comes home and helps raise a young Peter Parker. All right. Uh, Dr. Abraham Erskine is going to be unable to do Project Rebirth. Um, instead, they activate a project called Project Iron Man, and they ask Steve Rogers to be a participant. He accepts, and at this point in time, the way the armor, the way everything is set up, he is bonded to the armor permanently. He is surgically implanted into the first Iron Man armor, the one that looks like the big tin can suit. Yep. And uh, it's it's by a team of scientists, and then they bring in Dr. Reed Richards to help do some technical support. Um, pretty good technical support. Pretty good. 
so Peter Parker becomes kind of a huge punk because Ben Parker's not around to teach him stuff. So he steals a Jeep and goes joyriding. The Jeep breaks down at a particular gamma radiation testing site. Oh, man. Here it comes. Uh, where a bomb goes off, and he somehow manages to survive. However, he becomes the Hulk. Uh, Aunt May recognizes the Hulk as Peter Parker, and she suffers a heart attack and dies. Oh, man, this is getting worse. <laughs> poor, poor Peter. Peter uh, Incognito sneaks into the hospital to visit Aunt May. Oh, she doesn't die yet, I guess. she's. I'm reading this uh, summary of it. Um, but she does. Yeah, okay, here it is. Okay, so Steve Rogers at this point is way older. Yeah. Um, they had they got him out of the armor at one point. They now ask him to get back in the armor, uh, to help stop the Hulk, who's now in the middle of the city. So Peter is confronted by Iron Man and several army troops, rejecting Rogers' attempt to calm him down. Peter turns into the Hulk, confronts Iron Man. The Hulk eventually kills Iron Man, realizing what he does, what he's done. He flees in terror. Meanwhile, Reed Richards with his co-pilots Ben Grimm, Sue Storm, and Johnny. Sue Storm and Johnny Storm. They're going to launch a rocket into space. Mm-hmm. However, it explodes before it can reach orbit due to sabotage. Uh, ben, Johnny, and Sue don't survive, but Reed does. When he comes, when he survives the crash, he's invited to lead the new S.H.I.E.L.D. organization because of his technical genius and scientific background. So he brings on guys like Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange, and Tony Stark. Um... This is this is already crazy. Bruce Banner uh, can't get over what happened to Peter Parker, so he's messing with different animals from the gamma radiation site, and he gets bitten by a radioactive spider, and he mutates into a feral half-man, half-spider creature. After two years on the run, um, Breed Richards and S.H.I.E.L.D. capture him, and they get his mutation slightly under control. He becomes the new Spider-Man. Gotcha. When Galactus arrives at this Earth, it's just so different. There's no Fantastic Four who usually handle Galactus. Uh, so Galactus and Silver Surfer are kind of having their way with everything. The U.S. Army and Air Force are basically stopped single-handedly. Um, yeah, because what are you going to do with a cosmic dude? Right. Only by Peter Parker re-hulking up uh, and emerging from seclusion are they able to save the day he attacks Galacticus and dies after being blasted by the power cosmic. His death inspires the Silver Surfer, who is so moved that he uh, betrays him. He betrays Galactus and spares the Earth. There you go. But it's like this crazy different version of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I mean, like, the Iron Man's of Iron Man quote. Steve Rogers is dead. Peter Parker's dead. <laughs> like, it's just this craziness. I loved it. I loved it a lot. It was great. I remember reading it as it's happened, like, oh, man. Um, you know, when Benjamin Parker dies in the first issue, you're like, oh, no, Peter. Peter, no. And then in the never, second issue, when he's, he's driving around. He's never going to get the talk. Right. When he's driving around like a punk, and no one's ever taught him that with great response, with great power comes great responsibility. You you know that oh man like this is gonna this is gonna hurt. 
this is gonna hurt. And it's just uh, it's just great, man. It really is. Um, but yeah, I love these. I love the alternate reality stuff. Those the stuff they're doing with What If is great. The latest episode, like I said, they're gonna do a crossover. I told you that that was what they've been building towards. We talked about it a few times on this on the show that my theory is they were building towards a crossover. Well, they finally did the Ultron Infinity Gauntlet episode that they've been building towards. Yeah. Um, essentially, in this storyline, where it differs from the movie is that they don't get to the crib in time to stop Ultron from transferring into the Vision body. Ah, okay. So in this world, Vision is armed with the Mind Stone and the Ultron army. Yeah, so they just they just auto lose. <laughs> right. So it's just too much. So back on Earth, apoc- uh, back on the destroyed Apocalypse Earth. Black Widow and a one-armed Hawkeye are basically trying to do everything they can to, to just like survive day to day, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultron eventually wins. He feels like conquers the world, um, and he's really proud of himself. And that's when Thanos shows up, and Ultron realizes there's a whole galaxy out there. When Thanos shows up for the Mind Stone, Ultron just immediately kills Thanos. And it's like, oh, oh man, <laughs> like the second Thanos steps out of the portal, Ultron sees the Infinity Stones on his gauntlet and it just goes, hmm, interesting, and just boom and takes the stones. Then he goes about on his universe destroying mission. The whole time the Watcher's watching him. Well, he is now so powerful and so attuned to the galaxy because of the stones, he senses and hears the Watcher telling his story. Hmm. And now he's aware of the multiverse. Ah. Uh, and so I won't get into what else keeps happening after that. There's a lot that goes on in the episode. But at the end of the episode, it is very obvious that we are building towards this uh, crossover. Exciting stuff. So this, get is, ready. this is so cool. It really is. So get ready for all your favorite characters to come back. Oh, so wow. have, you, um, have you watched the Star Wars Visions at all? No, I have not. I mean, it's right up your alley. It's Star Wars anime. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super into it. I just haven't had the time to sit down and watch it yet. They're all Star Wars anime. I'm so excited. This is I'm this is exactly what I've been waiting for. One of them. So each of them is like 15 to 20 minutes, and some of them tell like their own cool little mini story, and some of them tell a story that's obviously set up for more. And one of them that does that, I'm really really intrigued by. Um, we get confirmation that this is an anime you did in fact watch and enjoy. Watched all of them, enjoyed all of them. Uh, but they were very well made. We 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 made it, boys. We did it. It only took four hundred episodes of Nerd Thugger Radio, but Corey watched the an anime and liked it. That's true. Uh, they also managed to avoid adding the third and fourth and fifth sentence to the description of an anime. Doesn't so. matter. We got there, boys. <laughs> Take the W. <laughs> if at one point one of the Jedi had been like, "I'm also a vampire." Sent from hell to take over the gates of heaven. Well, to be fair, that is that that is basically the Sith story. Uh, is it? Uh, I mean, it's kind of close. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, so one of them, it's the it starts with the voiceover at the beginning. It's somewhere in the middle. I, someone will have to. I don't remember the name of it, but um, it's set in the middle, and it basically says, after the war, the Sith have basically eliminated. Uh, most of the Jedi, they're hunting down what few are remaining. And there's this rogue 
uh, lightsaber maker. He lives on the planet where the kyber crystals are, mm-hmm. and he's just farming them and making lightsabers nice. in the hopes of rebuilding the Jedi Order. Um, and you find out very early on it's because his daughter is force talented, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they all show up on this little base like for a meeting because they think the the last guy shows up and he's like yeah man i got the encrypted message i'm here to meet so and so uh he says that he has lightsabers and he's going to teach us all how to be jedi again but basically it's been so long since they're a jedi that most of these people are just older apprentices now yeah um so they're all sitting around talking while they're waiting for the guy to show up finally the, the girl shows up she has the lightsabers they all turn them on and that's when you find out that the guy who showed up has been standing there with six Sith this whole time. Nice. And it's been like a sucker mission. I mean, it's a really cool twist because they all turn them on and they all turn red when they turn them on. He's like, you guys, you guys are the bad guys. Oh. Um, I mean, I I guess that was kind of cool and I should have figured that this was it, but, you know, at least I tried. (laughs) It was, I mean, it, it winds up going into a whole thing and then you find out that the other Jedi are still out there, that these Sith just intercepted their invitations. So, like, there's just so much cool stuff happening in the episode. Again, it's only, like, 20 minutes. But at the end of it, it's it's set up like a whole... They If they don't make a series of anime movies about just that plot, they've, they've dropped the ball. Like, how do they not? Yeah, this is definitely, like, a super experimental thing. I think that's also why Disney was just like, just drop it all at once and see what people watch. Yeah, it's sort of like a love, death, and robot scenario. Yeah, which, by the way, the season two of that, not as good as the first season. Nowhere near as good, but also just nowhere near as bold. Yeah, also less uh, movies, which was weird. Yeah, I thought I just thought they took way more chances in the first one than they did in the second one. Yeah, also wasn't as funny. Well, there was, I mean, in the first one, there were so many... Never, like, never, never forget the... the was it the the yogurt that ruled the world? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they really took chances with some of the storytelling. Like the first one, the in the first season, there's where the the woman's mind is is held in the monster's body the whole time, not the other way around. Oh yeah. Um, there was something else. There was like one a- or two other ones that were really good. Aquila Star, where it's like the giant spider woman. <laughs> yeah, where she just keeps you in the coma, but yeah. keeps you happy while she drains your essence, like. I, I think that was a great one. Like, there's there's some really good ones, and then, you know, there's some not. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing about short film compilations. It's a, it's a yes or no. Like, sometimes you're going to hit one, you're like, oh, yeah, this one's super BA. I love this. And then some of you are like, that was garbage. <laughs> All right, how much time do we have left here, Nico? Like, zero time. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, there was a news story that just broke. Uh, apparently, when Bill O'Brien was the head coach of the Texans, Mm-hmm. He was actually trying to get himself fired, but instead Rick Smith stepped down and he was appointed like ruler of the Texans. What an absolute genius. He was trying to get himself fired because he had heard a rumor. The rumor mill had reached him that Bill Belichick would probably bring Bill O'Brien back to be his successor if Josh McDaniels left. Um, so Bill O'Brien was like, yeah, I would much rather be Bill uh uh, Bill Belichick's successor than be the head, the coach of the Texans. Um, Whatever, man. You could have, you you wouldn't have done much better. No, he, he would. It's it. It really just kind of makes it kind of puts the Texans in a really dysfunctional looking light because then all of a sudden it's like they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, they somehow we kept, didn't. 
but now it's even worse. Right, like they somehow kept a guy who was trying to get fired. Like, how bad are you at your job? The answer is very bad. Turns out. Turns out. Uh, but speaking of being good at your job, that's us. That's this. We're done. It's been 400 episodes. Um, can't, even, can't even believe it. I do want to thank Dig Schisler for giving us this opportunity. Uh, if you have a, a dream or an idea uh, for a show, make sure to reach out to Dick Schisler at Lone Star Community Radio. They uh, they do quality programming. It's a nonprofit station. It's been an op- it's been a great honor to be here and help grow the station and grow the brand. Uh, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, thank you for coming, listening to us over these last five years and being a part of our family and kind of uh, just helping us grow and change and evolve into the stupid young men you see before you today. Uh, we want to make sure we thank the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more for taking care of us. There's always great stuff happening over there. There's events Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Check the Facebook page. Make sure to check out the schedule. Uh, our My comic books are on the shelf. There's always things happening. Uh, it's a great place. They're adding an extension. They're building an entire second floor. The Adventure Begins, Comics Games and more right there on 1488. Make sure to come in there and say hello. Uh, we're there a lot of the time. Uh, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us over these last five years. Uh, 400 episodes is not an easy achievement, and we somehow staggered through it mostly sober. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Everyone have a great, great journey. Please stay with us as we go on our adventures. We're going to be moving down to Houston. Come on down and check us out. Uh, stay tuned to the Facebook page. We're going to make a lot of announcements over the next month or so. Thank you very much, guys. Y'all have a great, great rest of your life if you don't come back with us. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Signing off. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.